Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. And find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com, as we have tons of content already. The baseball content is beginning to filter onto the site. Sean Childs already beginning his extensive team outlooks, looking at the Blue Jays, Red Sox, Orioles, and Yankees. So AL East already underway. Dr. Otto has his divisional round prescription notes. I've already begun my look at fantasy baseball Articles on Nelson Cruz, looking at Yasso Puig and the trade and how it affects his fantasy value, as well as the Yasmani Grandal and Brian Dozier signings. I will have a profile up on Jesus Aguiar, whether it's today or tomorrow, basically saying and examining whether last year's breakout was a fluke or if it was for real. So that'll be out real soon. Of course, we always have questions uh, that we will answer on the message boards and the forums anytime you want whether they're keeper questions, draft strategy, dynasty league picks, whatever it is, we have you covered there as well as off-season football coverage. And you can always check out scoutdfs.com as well where we cover NHL, NBA, and NFL DFS. Of course, two-game slate this weekend with the conference championships, so pretty much the last time to really get a a slate there for NFL. But a lot going on right now in the NBA, and that's where we're going to start tonight. I'm going to bring in Chris Rose from ScoutDFS.com. Chris, what's up? What's going on, Adam? How are you doing, brother? Doing pretty well. Uh, you know I'm a huge fan of NBA DFS, and uh, in this time slot, it's kind of difficult. But we're fortunate tonight. Lineup lock is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, so it's great to have you on and help people get their lineup set scrambling last minute. So let's uh, go game by game here and start it off with the Nets and the Celtics. And obviously, a lot of news with the Celtics today. Kyrie Irving is out. Marcus Smart is out. Who do you like the most here on the Celtics tonight? Yeah, you know, Terry Rozier is probably going to be the, the, the best plug-and-play right now. But uh, believe it or not, the guy with the biggest bump in usage is actually Marcus Morris. I think with the guys going out tonight, he jumps up to 26.6% usage. Then it's Gordon Hayward at 25, and then Rozier down to 22, and Jalen Brown down to 23. So um, I do like Morris, and I do like Rozier a lot tonight. Yeah, isn't it difficult to kind of fade Rozier when he's 3,700 on DK and 3,900 on FanDuel going up against Brooklyn? Obviously, he's going to be very popular. I know it depends on how many lineups you put in, but it's kind of difficult not to play him tonight in this spot, correct? Yeah, that's a free square. The last two times that he started, I think he averaged around 37 fantasy points a game. So you're getting almost 10x at 3,900 tonight. I think it's a free square. Just plug and play. 
How about a guy like Al Horford? We know the Nets struggle against centers. He was minutes restricted, was lifted the last game, played about 30 minutes. He's 6,200 on DK, 6,700 on Fandle. Yeah, he put up 35 fantasy points in the last matchup about a week ago in this in in the same game. Um, you know, with a little bit more uh, minutes and more usage, you could see him go 40, 45 fantasy points. Out, and, and at 6,700, that's a good price for him right there. So how many Celtics is too much tonight? Obviously, I guess in cash games, maybe you could use four. I think you play more tournaments, so they are going to be popular tonight. Uh, there's a lot of savings there. So how do you evaluate how many Celtics you will use tonight? You can you know, do cash and uh, tournaments. Yeah, cash, I think you can go three to four guys. Uh, the My main guys would be Rozier, um, Hayward, and then uh, Morris there on the cash game side. But I think you kind of want to limit or pivot somewhere else. The Utah guys are a nice pivot. Um, but I would try to limit uh, – Rozier, I, I would definitely play no matter what. I, you know, I think you can get 8, 9, 10x out of him. But I would try to limit your exposure, try to find another spot somewhere else. You know a lot of people are going to go um, studs and duds tonight. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting as far as, far as GPP um, lineup construction. No, it sure is. It's only a six-game slate, but a lot of uh, things going on here and a lot of news. Let's look at the Nets side tonight because they're a little shorthanded as well. Shabazz Napier has been playing very well lately. He is out. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson continues to remain out. Is there anyone you like on this Nets side? Uh, D'Angelo Russell's price pretty cheap on DK specifically at 6500 and obviously with Marcus Smart out, that kind of helps him get a little bit of an easier matchup here. Yeah, he struggled his last matchup with Smart, but I think Dinwiddie is the one of the guys that actually gets a nice bump in usage, and along with uh, minutes. He should see uh, high 20s, low 30s as far as minutes, and when he gets high minutes like that, he put up 54 fantasy points. I think it was against Charlotte um, late in December when he got a lot of minutes. So I think Dinwiddie is going to be the one that kind of gets the most out of this uh, Shabazz Napier, uh, you know, unexpected out. Talking to Chris Rose, you can find him at scoutdfs.com. His write-up for tonight's slate is up. Is there anyone else in the Nets that is appealing? You know, Damari Carroll's had some good games recently. The price is up a little bit, 4600 on Fandle, 4700 on DK. Would you consider him tonight, or it's just not the slate for him? I just don't think it's a slate for him. I think one of the guys you could look at is maybe Jared Allen, who's been pretty good. He's been in the 30s, uh, high 20s, low 30s as far as fantasy production. He's only 6K over there, so I think that's the lowest I would go in the center, but I do like Allen a little bit. I have him in some lineups. Next game is Memphis at Houston. That one tips off at 8 p.m. Eastern, and obviously the big question is, uh, are we jamming in James Harden again? He just seems to not disappoint. Obviously, you have to pay up for him, but we already mentioned some of the Celtics value, and there's even some further value that we'll get to on this slate. He is 13-3 on FanDuel, 12,400 on DK, and, of course, the big news here, Clint Capella is out. He's going to miss four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Harden's usage has already been insane. Uh, what are we doing with James Harden tonight? Man, it's it's hard to fade him, but at 13-3, coming off of, you know, it's a back-to-back. He played 43 minutes. I think he shot, what, one for 16 from behind the arc yesterday and still put up 74 points. Um, you know, it's a tough spot to to, to fade him, but – at 13-3, I think in GPPs, you kind of make a case for it. Um, but it's, you know, I don't really have too much of him to, to, uh, tonight, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm kind of running uh, the fade route for him tonight. And that's more in tournaments, though, correct? That's tournaments, yeah. In, in cash games, I think he's a cash game lock. I think you play him and AD together. 
Yeah, I, I have that lineup on DK right now in a cash game. I have that was able to get them in together, and uh, it's actually a lineup that I actually like a little bit. Uh, you can't really say that very often when you have those two high-priced guys, but there's enough value, especially with the Celtics tonight, to get it done. Now, with Clint Capella out, we know Nene is going to start, but we know he's not going to play more than 15, 20 minutes. Uh, he's very cheap, but again, the ceiling is very low, especially when you're talking tournaments. Is there anyone else, Marquise Chris, uh, anyone that you would play here for Houston at the center position, or is this just a spot that you want to see it play out and avoid for now? Yeah, I'm kind of avoiding that situation right now. Nene really isn't that much of intriguing as far as DFS purposes. I think the guy that kind of benefits the most inside is P.J. Tucker, who you'll see you get a little bit more rebounds there. It's a tough matchup, though, going against J. Michael Green and, and Jaron Jackson, so – and, and Gasol. So it's a tough matchup uh, down low for Houston. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, this center by committee. Yeah, and the, we know Gerald Green will see minutes, Daniel House, Austin Rivers. But uh, it is uh, it is a tougher matchup with a slower pace going up against the Grizzlies. On the Grizzlies side, uh, is Marcus Gasol going to be a little overlooked because Capella's out? So who's going to guard him? Yeah, I think he goes underlooked in this. He's 7,800. I don't think anyone's really going to pay up for him. I think they're going to try to save at the center position. But I think the guy that's been talked up is J. Michael Green. Uh, he's been really good over the past two games. He's played in the 20s minutes. He's been, had a double-double in the last two games. I love the spot for him. I'm almost all in on Green tonight. Yeah, I like him. I'm playing a little on Yahoo, too. He's $14 there. The minimum is 10 On FanDuel, he's 49 On DDK, he's 48 So he definitely is a guy that's in play. Uh, Mike Conley, any love for him tonight? Uh, he's 76 on DK, 83 on FanDuel. Yeah, he's been good over the past week. He has three games over 40 fantasy points. I think he's going to get a nice bump there with Anderson out. Uh, I think they're going to kind of lean on him a little bit more to go scoring for scoring against Harden. Um, so I'm just fine with Conley. He's priced up a little bit, but I do like the spot for him. As you mentioned, Kyle Anderson is out, so... Who's going to benefit the most? Do we see Justin Holiday in the starting lineup? Could we see Shelvin Mack get a big boost of minutes? Is there any of those guys on the cheaper end that you like tonight? Because they all are pretty cheap. Holiday's 3400 on DK. Mack is 3400 uh, And Temple is 35 Any one of those guys that you like as someone to save some salary tonight? I would love to see Holiday get 25 to 30 minutes. We saw how good he was with Chicago. He was a stud when he was playing minutes with Chicago. I would love to see him get minutes, but I think it's going to come down to Mac right now. I think Mac's going to get the benefit. Uh, I think he played 28 minutes when Anderson went down last game. Um, so I think Mac's going to be the beneficiary of that Anderson injury. But I think in time we will see a little bit of holiday. I'm not so sure it is tonight. We next up we have the Hornets traveling to San Antonio. Obviously, people are talking about Tony Parker's return to San Antonio. We know it doesn't play a lot of minutes. Would you consider on Fandle using him as the potential you know, low drop? Maybe this game is a blowout and uh, he gets some time late. He's 3,900 on Fandle, or do you think it's just not the best decision to make? Yeah, I'm fine with playing Tony Parker tonight. We could see him play 25 minutes tonight. Um, they made a, 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 a kind of like a a big deal about him coming into this game being close to 100%. So uh, I think we could see him go 22, 25 minutes maybe tonight. Uh, this game is kind of slow-paced for me. I think it's going to be a blowout because Charlotte just has not been good. Uh, but I think on the other side, if you look at Patty Mills, who's been pretty good uh, over the past week, plus Mario Bellinelli is out. So nice bump for him tonight. 
How about a guy like uh, Derek White? Does maybe his usage go up? Maybe a couple more shots with Bellinelli out. He's played well. Bryn Forbes, any of those guys draw any interest? Yeah, White's been playing uh, a ton of minutes over the past two games. He's been in the 30s and actually played 48 minutes against OKC. So I'm fine with White. I think his usage will go up a little bit. Um, but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play one of the San Antonio guys, I think it's gonna be Patty Mills and try to save a little bit. Anyone else on San Antonio, or is the risk of a blowout real here? They're favored by eight and a half at home. Uh, Demar Derozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, any interest in either of them? Uh, I do like Aldridge a little, a little bit. This is a good spot for him. The, the the Charlotte guys really just can't handle Aldridge. I don't think tonight. So I do like Aldridge a little bit, and and Derozan. Um, I'm not really on him too much. I do like someone else in that price range a lot more. Uh, any love for Davis Bertans? He's 3,900 on DraftKings. I think he played 30 minutes last time out and uh, possibly could see close to 30 minutes again tonight. Nah, he really just doesn't do a lot with his minutes, so I don't have much much love for, for, for him at that price range. Uh, we got Detroit at Utah tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has been tearing it up. Obviously, he's had to play a lot of point guard. Rubio out. Exum is out uh, once again. So uh, And also, Nato is out. So Donovan Mitchell, his price has risen. 8800 on Fandle, 9800 on DK. Still in play for you tonight? He's, I love him. I, I actually like Mitchell over Harden tonight. His usage is insane. He's handling the ball he's passing the ball he's facilitating i love him tonight at that price range nobody's going to touch him yeah i think he will be low owned tonight as well uh be just because people are going to go up to harden and davis and if you try and fit those two in or even one of them it's kind of difficult to get mitchell a lot of the people going to the celtics value so for tournaments i do agree because people will say well that price is kind of high it really isn't if he continues the usage and the numbers that he's put up over the last couple games I guess my only concern here is the risk of a blowout. But if they get to that point, Mitchell has to play a big role in it. Yes, he does. Absolutely. And, um, you know, like I said, his usage and it is just ridiculous. I think it's going to be a nice matchup inside with Gobert. And, um, you know, with, with Gobert, it's going to be a nice matchup. Um, with Drummond, it's going to be a nice matchup with Blake. I think it's going to be actually closer than what people think. Yeah, it could be. Uh, how about Royce O'Neal? Uh, he's played big minutes the last two. Or, or is the price still decent enough? 4700 on DK, 4900 on FanDuel. Yeah, I still like the price for him. Um, I think he's playing a little bit better than, than, than he really is. He's shooting a lot better. His, his shooting percentage is actually pretty high. So, um, But I do like the spot for him. I think this is a great spot with him and Mitchell together. Anyone on Detroit that you like tonight? I like Drummond a lot. I don't think anybody's going to go up to Drummond just because of the two guys, um, you know, the two uh, most priced guys. So I think Drummond is in a great spot. You got to remember last year he put up 83 fantasy points against Gobert. I think he went 20 and 20 last year. So he does have that potential to have a big game. Uh, Portland, Sacramento. This looks like it could be a fun, high pace game. Uh, what guys do you like in this game? Nurkic. Absolutely love Nurkic tonight. He's one of my three must haves. In my article, I love him. A week ago, what was it? Uh, it the first of the year, he put up 88.1 fantasy points, had a double, uh, 20 po- 24 points, 23 rebounds, five blocks. He was insane in that matchup. They had the same matchup. Um, he's been great over the past week. I love this matchup for Nurkic. Yeah, he's been great lately uh, as as well. And what about the Kings side? Anyone you like here? 
I always like Fox. Uh, I think it's a good spot for Fox. And I think it's a good spot for Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald. I think both of those guys could put up some pretty pretty good numbers considering CJ, um, he's, he's really just not that great of a defender. And Pelicans Clippers to cap the night. Uh, who do you like in that game? It has a 240 over under. I like, uh, if you're not going to play it, pay up for AD. Uh, he's, he's my number one pay up guy, but if you're not going to pay up for him, I like Drew Holiday a lot. I like matching him up with Mitchell if you're not going to pay uh, up for Harden. He put up 70 points, granted it did go into overtime, but he did put up 70 fantasy points in this game. And also, Miritich, that's a nice spot for him as well. He's managed to get up there. He could see 28, 29, 30 minutes tonight. So, nice spot for him as well. Yeah, I think he's interesting. I think he could be low-owned tonight, and if this game does play out at the pace that's projected, it could be really, really interesting. Any love for Lou Williams and Harrell? Uh, I like Harrell a little bit, but I actually like um, Tobias Harris a little bit more than Harrell. All right, that is Chris Rose. You can check him out, scoutdfs.com. His article for time is up. We still have about 10 minutes before tip-off. Chris, thanks a lot for the time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Good luck tonight. No problem. You too. When we return, we'll talk a little bit more NBA because we still have some time to get in our lineups before lineup block. I'll go over some of the plays I like, and we'll talk NFL recapping the weekend. It's all ahead. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. I am here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Catch me weekdays live for one hour beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. And you can always check out the show on demand anytime you want. Of course, ScoutFantasySports.com where you find them on my work. We got our fantasy baseball draft kit launching the team previews have begun from one of the best high-stakes players around, Sean Childs, as he starts to go through the AL East. There's a free sample for the Orioles and Red Sox, so check it out. You can see how in-depth he gets and how this is great reading, especially for this month. It'll get you back up to date, and of course, as the free agents sign, he will update it, so just check it out for yourself. It's insane. ScoutFantasySports.com. I'm starting to put out some of my baseball articles looking at the impact of the trade for Yasiel Puig going to the Reds, the impact of the free agent signings, Yasmani Grandal, Brian Dozier, a look at Nelson Cruz uh, as he is now with the Twins. What does that mean for his fantasy value? He's getting up there at age. Is it time to bail on Cruz? Find out. And also, either today or tomorrow, I'll have an article up on Jesus Aguiar. He was a breakout last year. Was it for real or was it a fluke? And, of course, ScoutDFS.com, where we got you covered. We got an article up there right now, Rob Garriak, NHL DFS. Uh, of course, the place for tonight from Chris Rose, so you can check it out. There's still time. And the optimizers as well, they're really helping. And as I mentioned, 
you know, I've been playing more on Yahoo lately. We have optimizers for Yahoo. So the salary, salary structure is a little bit different. It's a $200 salary cap, so maybe you're not familiar, but they've done a nice job of running some rake-free uh, contest. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, and, I, and that Jesus Aguiar article is up. It was just posted, so you can check that out. ScoutFantasySports.com right now. Uh, we'll go over some of the final news here. The NBA, obviously, lineup lock for some sites, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Other sites, you have late swab. So take that into consideration. Nene will start for Clint Capella tonight, but he's only expected to play about 18 to 20 minutes. So that definitely you know hurts his upside. Maybe as a cash game punt, I was considering him in DraftKings at 3,100. Uh, elected to go in a different direction. Paul Gasol is expected to remain in the starting lineup. Of course, he won't be be playing uh, big minutes either, uh, but, you know, he's also cheap. And uh, for the Celtics, Terry Ogier and Jalen Brown are listed as the starters as Kyrie Irving and Marcus Smart are out for the Celtics tonight. So the Celtics are obviously going to be pretty chalky in DFS tonight. And, you know, in ca- cash games, I think you use them. You know, you could use three or four, as Chris said. You're not really worried about ownership, and these guys are cheap. And the goal tonight for a lot of people is trying to fit in James Harden and Anthony Davis. Again, Harden's very expensive. I do have a DraftKings cash lineup where I do have Harden and Anthony Davis in it together. So I think uh, it's really difficult to fade Harden. I know Chris said he was in some of his, but again, he was talking more tournaments. and cash game lineups, it's just hard not to play him. He's going to be very high-owned. So even if he doesn't have an explosive game, uh, and for him, I mean, what's the floor? 50, 60 points, the way he's playing? Uh, you still want to have him just in case. I mean, he, he's averaging like over 70 over his last six games. And yes, it is a back-to-back, but he has to do so much for this team. Anthony Davis also in a good spot tonight. Uh, he's 12,700 on FanDuel and 11.6 on DraftKings. So I think a lot of people are going to play those two tonight, especially in cash. Uh, and you might do it, too, if you play in multiple tournaments. I find it really difficult to do on Yahoo. Now, there is enough of that low value, but if you put Harden and Davis in Yahoo, it leaves you with an average of $13 per player. So I decided not to do that. So I did one lineup with Davis, one lineup with Harden. Uh, that's for tournaments. I usually don't play cash games on Yahoo. I'll play them more on DraftKings. So... It's a fun night, fun slate. I think somebody who could be a little undervalued is Damian Lillard. He hasn't played great lately. He was better last night. It is a back-to-back, but the game might go a little under. Look, 227.5 is the game total. The point spread is three, and this is a good matchup. So I think in tournaments now, uh, Lillard is a good play. I do have him in one of my tournament lineups tonight, uh, hoping that you know he might be lower owned. Maybe he's 15 20%, but... Uh, 8,800 on DraftKings, 9,400 on FanDuel. Of course, the Aaron Fox on the other side is also someone that you can look at. Uh, he's 8,600 on FanDuel and 7,800 on DraftKings. Uh, Alfred Payton, I think, is interesting, too. I do have him on Yahoo. He's $20. Now, he didn't play a lot of the fourth quarter of the last game, but the Pelicans-Clippers game should be very high-paced, and the Clippers are struggling against point guards. So, to me, he's a GPP play in tournaments. Uh, I wouldn't use him in cash. Uh, I think he'll be low-owned, and if those minutes can go up towards the 30 to 32 range, uh, I think he could pop off. He's $20 on Yahoo. That's why I like him there. 
We talked about White for San Antonio. I think you certainly could look at, about him tonight. Uh, especially, you just got to hope that the game plays close, but he should play a lot of minutes. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I wanted to use him. He's going to be low-owned tonight, and I had him in a lineup, but I made a change cause to get Damian Lillard in there. Uh, I only did two lineups tonight on Yahoo. I should have saved a couple of spots. I usually like to do anywhere from four to six. They have a max of ten, uh, and I should have uh, saved another slot last night so I can get one in Mitchell. But Mitchell has been playing the point guard over the last few games all the injuries on Utah, and he's just been ridiculous. Now, again, the price has risen, 9,200 on DraftKings, 8,800 on FanDuel, but in tournaments, he's going to be low-owned. I see him in the 5 to 8% range because people are not going to pay that price. So he's got huge upside tonight, and uh, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So definitely in play. I do like Lou Williams more than Chris uh, in tournaments. Uh, now, We've seen his upside. I mean, he could explode when that shot is on. Uh, so if this game is close, I could see him playing 30-plus minutes tonight. So uh, I think I might have him in one lineup tonight because just uh, th- there is a lot of potential there if that game does uh, wind up being high-scoring, one of the later games tonight. So I think he is in play for sure. Uh, Justin Holiday, we talked about. It. It's interesting. If he starts tonight, I think he's in play. Uh, he'll obviously see an uptick in minutes with Kyle Anderson out. So haven't seen a starting lineup yet. Uh, that game's at 8 p.m., so we might it might come out uh, pretty shortly here. So if it does, and you know he's starting, you can get him in uh, on the late swap sites. Obviously, FanDuel is going to lock in a minute or two, and you won't be able to make that change. So that's something that you uh, need to take a look at, uh, depending on the site. And that's the one thing I like about the late swap on uh, DraftKings or uh, Yahoo, is that you do have the ability to make those last-minute maneuvers. It also means, though, that you kind of have to pay attention uh, to the lineups throughout the night, which uh, for some people is not conducive. And I've always said you got to find what's comfortable for you. Some people like to set their lineup, go away, and not worry about it. And that's why FanDuel, with dropping that low score, might work for some others because if you do have someone that's scratched last minute and he's locked into your lineup, no worry, the score gets dropped. So find what your comfort level. It's the same thing in anything in fantasy. As I've always said, you know, we do, a lot of people do, you know, make fun of the eight and 10 team leagues. And I have been known to do that in the past. But if you guys enjoy it and that's what your comfort level is, do it. It's all about having fun and, of course, winning money. But it's different for everybody. Uh, Joe Ingles, uh, you know, he'll go underlook tonight. Don't love him, but obviously he's seeing an uptick there. Nikola Meritich, I know Chris talked about it. I like him tonight in tournaments. He played 27 minutes the other night against Timberwolves. So if he can get up to the 30-32 range, because remember, he's had two games he's played since uh, coming back from injury, and 61 on FanDuel, 5,700 on DraftKings. So I think he's a good tournament play tonight. I wouldn't use him in cash. Uh, O'Neal for Utah I still think is interesting. I did put him in one of my Yahoo lineups. He's $15 there. He's had two games in a row, uh, and the minutes should be there. You know, he should be playing around 35 minutes. Uh, Tobias Harris, obviously, you can look at him. Derek Favors could be interesting. You know, they're probably going to need his size a little bit tonight uh, with with Drummond and Blake there. So maybe he plays a little bit more than we're accustomed to. So, again, that's more of a tournament play. Uh, Marcus Morris, as we touched upon, I think uh, he's definitely going to see his usage rate grow up, uh, go up in an excellent price on FanDuel at 5100 So I think he's in play. I think it was more difficult for me to get him in on DraftKings. Went with some of the other Celtics there. 
Jermichael Green we talked about. Uh, definitely, he's in one of my Yahoo lineups. He's 14 bucks, And uh, with no Clint Capella, that's going to be good for the front court. And Jermichael Green is really starting to play better over the last couple of games. So I think he's in play. Nurkic is a guy that I think could really go low on tonight. Now, he is boomer bust, but as we mentioned, he destroyed the Kings last time. And I did have him in my lineup. I think that was a night on Yahoo. I think he went for like 88 that night uh, just a, a couple weeks ago. And Marcus O, you know, the more I looked at it, I was looking to get him in my lineup tonight. I think he'll, he's another guy that, that should be lower owned as well. So the matchup, the price is pretty good. 7,800 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DraftKings. I do like Al Horford too. I have Al Horford in my DraftKings lineup. And I do have Horford in one of my Yahoo lineups is the Nets have been destroyed by centers. And the good thing is we saw Horford play 30 minutes the other night. So that was a good sign for him as that minutes limit has been restricted. So very interesting six-game slate tonight. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And again, uh, it's hard to do this regularly on the show. A lot of the tip-off is at 7 p.m. Eastern. But if you come on over to ScoutDFS.com, we got you covered. We got the NBA write-ups each day. We have an optimizer, and we have a Slack chat as well. So you can go in there, ask your questions. Uh, I'm in there pretty much during the weekdays uh, helping out, talking about the latest news, letting you know who's in and who's out. So uh, definitely we can help you win. So come on over. And I know a lot of people don't play NBA DFS. So they're not into the NBA. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. And once you do play, you're going to start to watch the NBA a little bit more. As I've always said, anytime you have fantasy, sports bet, an interest in a game, it makes it a lot more fun. So I urge you guys, play some NBA DFS. It's a lot of fun. The part of, I guess the frustrating part is sometimes the starting lineups, you don't have them. But I got to say, at least it feels lately, it hasn't been that bad this year, especially over the last couple weeks. Uh, we've had a lot of the news early. Again, we knew a lot about uh, the Celtics today and Capella. Of course, there's always going to be that last-minute scratch. But it really hasn't happened too much off the top of my head over the last couple weeks. But still, NBA DFS, to me, is a lot of fun. All right, let's talk some football now and look at what happened over the weekend. And, you know, as always, I was right on some things and I was wrong on some things. But we talked about the Chiefs on Friday with Dr. Roto. And I had said, I think people were just – not forgetting how good this Chiefs team is. I think people got caught up in the Colts, and they were a great story. They started 1-5. Then they went 10-1, winning their first playoff game on the road where they were in control against the Texans. But when you looked at who the Colts had played, it wasn't anybody great. I just didn't think the Texans were that good of a team. I know they won the division, but I didn't think they were an upper-tier team. And give credit to the Colts because – they were essentially playing a playoff game every week, and they were winning. But when you look at who they played, where were the impressive wins? Let's look at their win streak and where it started. The Bills, the Raiders, Jacksonville, the Titans, the Dolphins, Jacksonville where they lost 6 nothing, at the Texans, the Cowboys who, yeah, they were a good team, and the Colts destroyed them 23 nothing. But as we've seen, Cowboys not as good on the road, and they didn't need that game. They beat the Giants by one, and then they beat the Titans without Marcus Mariota needing a win to get in. So I'm not taking away. It's the NFL. When you can win those games, it's an accomplishment. And they had to fight every single week just to get in. But now, when you put them up on the road, a team coming off the bye, a Kansas City Chiefs team 
that has been really good this year. And I think what happened is people looked at the Chiefs and said, you know what, this defense is just not that good. And it's not, but this is a squad that played a lot of good teams this year. They had one of the more difficult schedules. Look at their three losses down the stretch. They lost to the Rams 54-51. Okay, we all remember that Monday night game. It was a lot of fun. So they were back and forth in an offensive game that we just haven't seen in a while. Okay, they lost by three points. They lost to the Chargers by one, 29-28, where the Chargers came back and won that game in Kansas City. And they lost at Seattle 38-31. So all their losses have been by one score or fewer. And then the other loss early in the year, which obviously is going to be a rematch of the AFC Championship, they lost to the Patriots 43-40. So you could see that the defense was a problem in those losses. But this was a home game. And I just felt so many people were picking the Colts. And I was all over the Colts in the first round. I was liking the Colts a lot down the stretch. I felt if they got into the playoffs, they would be a dangerous team. But I was just stunned at how bad they were uh, on the offensive side. I mean, this game was really not competitive. The Chiefs opened up with a 14-0 lead. And they just were in control the whole way for the most part. I mean, you know, Adam Vinatieri, if he hits a field goal, hits an extra point, maybe things are different. But... Uh, this Chiefs team took care of business pretty easily, 31-13. to 13. And I'm not surprised the Chiefs won. I did think it would be a closer game, but this is something you see. When the public money or the public is on one team so much, it often doesn't work out. It was scary because a lot of people were picking the Colts. And it's just a lesson for next year, too. And we saw it this week. A lot of the... Um, a lot of the... Teams that had the first round by, they all won, obviously. So it worked out this week. And we haven't seen a wild card team uh, win the Super Bowl since 2010. So it, it's becoming more difficult. The home teams had the big advantage this week. And you, know, you wonder how much fatigue played a factor, especially with the Colts needing a playoff uh, win pretty much every single week. Uh, did it catch up to them? But uh, the Chiefs defense actually played well in this one. Andrew Luck just really struggled. The worst game he's played in quite some time. Uh, just 203 passing yards and one touchdown, and he was sacked three times. And that's been the key for the Colts this year is the offensive line. They haven't allowed Luck to get touch. They couldn't get the running game going. You know, Marlon Mack did average 5.1 yards per carry, but just 9 for 46 because they were behind. They were now 24-7 at the half. Patrick Mahomes didn't even have a big game statistically. He only had 278 passing yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He did rush for a touchdown in this one. And on Friday, I said Damian Williams was lock and load for DFS. He was way too cheap. I didn't understand it. I know we thought Spencer Ware possibly could play. He didn't. I, I just can't believe that Damian Williams wasn't a lock and load for most teams. Uh, the price was way too cheap. I wrote it up in my DFS values on Friday, talked about it on the show. He had 25 carries, 129 yards, and a touchdown and five receptions for 25 yards. And this obviously is going to increase his stock for next year. I did an early mock draft with some of the people on the station, and Damian Williams went, I think he went 311. He actually went one pick before me. I was going to take him on the turn. I had the last pick at 12, and I was going to take him on the 3-4 turn. This will probably boost him a little bit now, so you got to be careful of the hype building up too much. We'll see how he performs the rest of the way. But you're going to see him go a little bit earlier. Travis Kelsey 
doing what he does. Seven for 108, Tyreek Hill. And Sammy Watkins being back definitely helps this offense for sure. He was healthy. He had eight targets, six for 62. But it was just a dominating performance by the Chiefs as they advance to the AFC Championship, and they'll have the game at home against New England. Lots more ahead as we continue to talk about the outcomes and the games from the weekend. What about the Colts? Is the future bright? I'll let you know next here. It is Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch my work, scoutfantasysports.com. My latest article is up. Jesus Aguiar was his breakout for real. I break it down. You can check it out right now on the site. Dr. Otto has his divisional round prescription notes. And, of course, the team outlooks from Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around, have begun the latest one that is up, Toronto Blue Jays. The Red Sox and the Orioles ones are free. So check it out. You'll love it. And then you'll be like, you know what? I need all of them. So let me sign up and become a member today. We have really good baseball coverage, and it's already started and a lot more to come. If you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% deposit, a bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% Bonus deposit match. Maybe you need some help in trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to bet over there? Well, I got the answer for you. VegasWhispers.com, where they are putting out plays every single day and giving you the information that the Sharps have and where the lineup movement goes. So they already sent out a couple college basketball picks for tonight, and they're very transparent. You can go on Twitter at VegasWhispers. See all the picks. Uh, There were a couple losses in the NFL this weekend with the Colts and the Chargers. But again, here's the thing. You're never going to be 80 90% right. You just can't. It doesn't work. And anyone who tells you they are, they're lying. So over the course of time, as long as there's more wins than losses, and there has been with Vegas Whispers, but again, they will, at the end of the night, tell you what they won, what they lost. So check it out for yourself at Vegas Whispers on Twitter. VegasWhispers.com, they could certainly help you 
uh, in your sports betting needs. So, uh, by the way, a starter has been named for the Grizzlies here with Kyle Anderson out. Javon Carter is listed as the starter uh, with Kyle Anderson out. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be matchup-based. So not someone that I would look at in DFS, but just a, a note there for those that are maybe considering and looking at one of the Grizzlies' replacements like a Mac or Holiday uh, tonight. Uh, we're talking about the Chiefs-Colts now. With the Colts, it was a great year for them. You know, they rebounded from 1-5, and five, and the future is bright for this team. Even with this loss, uh, they have a lot of money under the cap. We saw Andrew Luck was healthy this year. The offensive line was tremendous. Uh, you know, maybe they make an upgrade at running back potentially, but Marlon Mack was solid down the stretch. T.Y. Hilton played through injury. He did have four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown, uh, 11 targets in the game. Dontrell Lindman's actually not a bad number two. He is a little older, so I think they can address the receiver position. Eric Ebron uh, had a great year. Jack Doyle could be back. So the future is bright. They'll add some pieces. Darius Leonard was a beast this year on defense. Anyone who had him in IDP leagues knows he had 14 more tackles. In this game, so the Colts have a lot of money under the cap. They have some good young players, and that's a, a bright future for the Colts, even with the loss. So again, I was hoping it would be more competitive, but the future is bright. Also on Saturday, the Rams beat the Cowboys 30-22. to You know I'm a Cowboys fan, and it was just deflating to watch this. Look, the Rams were the better team. I did not think the Rams uh, were going to lose this game. I said it on Friday. I, I did not. You know, sometimes fans get really delusional and very optimistic. I just didn't see Dallas winning this game. I hoped, but I just didn't think the Rams would run all over the Cowboys like they did. I mean, they just could not stop them. There were some comments that the Rams knew what the Cowboys were running on defense based on the way they lined up, and that goes back to the problem I have with this coaching staff sometimes. Uh, but the, the the Rams, 48 carries, 273 yards, man. Three rushing touchdowns. They just ran all over them. I mean, Jared Goff didn't have to do anything. He only attempted 28 passes, completed 15 for 186. He didn't have a touchdown or interception. And Dallas still had an opportunity late in this game, facing a third and seven to make a stop and maybe get the ball back. But Jared Goff, of all people, ran for the first down. So it was just deflating, and uh, they just ran all over him. I mean, Todd Gurley returned, and it's 16 for 115 and a touchdown. And C.J. Anderson, who I tweeted out, he looks like Beanie Siegel, man. Uh, I don't know why I didn't get more response on that, but anyone who knows Beanie Siegel, that's C.J. Anderson, man, right there. C.J. Anderson picked up where he left off to end the regular season. I mean, 23 carries, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Guy looks like he definitely put on weight, but running behind that offensive line and that system, man, tremendous job there. So, it was just Dallas, uh, they just got run on pretty bad. And on the Cowboys side, you know, they go as Ezekiel Elliott goes. And he only had 20 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. So anytime they can't get him going, it's a problem. And Dak Prescott missed a lot of throws early. Did play better as the game went along. He had 266 and a touchdown. And he also rushed for a touchdown. So, you know, if you used him in DFS, you got him at a low ownership. And he came through because he was one of the cheaper quarterbacks on the slate this weekend. And, uh, obviously, a lot of people went to Mahomes, and he didn't have a big game, so that uh, probably made a difference for some people. Michael Gallup had one of his better games of the year, six catches, 119 yards on nine targets, and we've talked a, a lot about him on this show the last several weeks. Uh, I had said, you know, the guy's been getting open. It's just that Dak has been missing him. So definitely, you know, like the potential for his upside next year, especially with Amari Cooper getting so much attention, and Cooper came through with six for 65 and a touchdown. But uh, it was just a, 
a game where the Cowboys could not get a stop. That was the bottom line. They just could not stop the Rams' offense. It was run heavy. You know, the receivers didn't even need to do much. You know, I thought maybe you might get some uh, touchdowns out of these receivers, but you didn't. You know, Wood, 6 for 69. Cooks, 4 for 65. But uh, the Rams were in control, and I had tweeted out in the first half. I'm like, the Rams are doing right now exactly what the Cowboys want to do on offense. They want to run the ball, control the clock, and just keep their offense on the field. And you could see it. They were wearing the Cowboys down. And, yeah, it was competitive a little bit in the second half, uh, but it was 20-7. to 7. At halftime, Cowboys tried to get back in it, but every time they needed a stop, they just could not get it. So, uh, overall, you know, the Cowboys came back from, you know, three and five, won the division. Getting Amari Cooper is huge. The biggest problem I have, and I mentioned this in the middle of the year, okay, now you win the division, you win a playoff game, but it means that you could see Jason Garrett back. There's already talk about an extension, and that's the biggest problem. And I know Terrell Owens tweeted out that they need to fire Garrett. And it, this wasn't Garrett's fault, this specific game. I just don't think that they're going to have a higher ceiling. Can they get to the next level with Jason Garrett? I don't see it. We've heard a lot of comments come out about the lack of detail that the coaching staff uh, lacks here. And this is from former players. And uh, it's a concern. But, you know, they still have a good young nucleus. I believe they don't have any players over 30. Demarcus Lawrence coming back, that's going to be key. They're going to have to sign him. Uh, they do have some really good pieces on the defensive side. Uh, the secondary was much improved this year. So they just need to get a little bit better, maybe add another wide receiver on the offensive side as well, although I like the tandem of Gallup Cooper. Tight end could be a position. You know, we did see flashes from Blake Jarwin this year, but that's another position that they could upgrade. But, uh, you know, they should be pretty competitive next year as well and uh, maybe get a few pieces uh, in the draft this year. The Patriots beat the Chargers 41-28. Man, I was wrong on this game. I thought the Chargers had a shot. I really did. And early on, I was like, what am I thinking? We all know betting against New England in the Brady-Belichick era in New England is not a smart move. And, boy, it was not at all. Uh, the Patriots just could not be stopped, scoring in their first three drives. Uh, right away, that first drive, I was like, oh, boy, I think uh, we're in trouble here. And then the Chargers responded with a Keenan Allen touchdown, but then the Patriots marched right down the field. So they were just dominant in this game. They ran the ball very well. Sony Michelle probably won you a lot of money in DFS if you used him this weekend. 24 carries, 129 yards, and three touchdowns. And we know Sony Michelle is good. The question is, in a given week, you know, what's the game plan? Is he going to get the football? You know, we saw weeks where he just didn't get it or they weren't effective running the ball. They were here. Chargers could not stop the run at all. Tom Brady didn't need to do much. Uh, 343 yards, though, only one touchdown. But it was Sony Michelle getting it done. Rex Burkett chipped in a rushing touchdown. And James White. And I liked White in this matchup. Uh, he was 4,900 on DK, full point PPR. 15 receptions for 97 yards on 17 targets. I do a league where you could use a player once, and that's it. And since I did think New England could lose, I did use James White and Julian Edelman. Now, the good thing about that is, yeah, I lost them now. I don't have them going forward. And if they make the Super Bowl, that could hurt. But at the same time, I got big-time production from them. So if you're going to use someone in the advance, at least you want to get a ton of points. And I was able to. Is Edelman had 9 for 151 on 13 targets. He was a beast in this game. And, uh, again, James White, 17 targets. There was a report before the game that Rob Gronkowski might retire. And I've been saying it 
all year. I think he does. Now, he did not deny the report, but one catch for 25 yards, only his only target of the game. Now, he did block a lot as they ran, but I, I do think that there's a good chance Gronkowski retires. He's just had so many injuries. It makes sense. The guy has money. Now, I guess it'll depend, too, on what happens at, to end the season. If New England does win the Super Bowl, maybe that propels him to retire. But and maybe if they lose, you know, he'll want to come back, give it one more shot, especially since Brady and a lot of the guys will be back. But uh, Gronkowski, we talked about on Friday, none of us liked using him in DFS. So hopefully you did it as uh, just not involved enough at all. And Philip Dorsett was the uh, the sleeper here. If you used him, I was not on him. He had four catches, 41 yards and a touchdown for the Patriots as they just dominated. I mean, the final score wasn't indicative. I mean, people probably were not watching much of this game in the second half since it was 35-7 at the half. If you did use the Chargers, they were low-owned. I did use Phillip Rivers in one large field tournament because I didn't think a lot of people would use him. And he did get help by garbage time. I mean, he didn't do much early in this game. A lot of the production came in the fourth quarter. He had 51 pass attempts. He had 331 pass yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. So he came through. They obviously didn't need to run the ball much. Melvin Gordon, just nine carries, 15 yards. He did find the end zone. Uh, Keenan Allen, only two for 75, but he did score. Mike Williams, five for 68. He did get banged up early in this game, but did return. He had 11 targets to lead. And, you know, we definitely like Mike Williams for last year. I liked him for this year as well. Had him on a few teams. And it was a bumpy ride. There were weeks where he was really good. There were weeks he wasn't utilized enough, but certainly he's going to be someone that uh, I like next year. In that early mock draft we did, I think he went in round five, either five or six. So there's going to be a lot of buzz on him. There was this year in the high-stakes leagues. In your home league drafts, you probably got him at a good discount. But in Fantasy Football World Championships, you know he was going round seven or eight. You really have to pay a high price to get him. And by the way, you can still enter our uh, contest there. Uh, this is the last week that you can enter for the uh, – Maui Madness contest because uh, it takes your two highest scores of the playoffs. So this is your final opportunity. It's $25 to enter. You can get five teams for 100 The grand prize is a trip to Maui, Hawaii for four. Uh, so that's a tremendous prize. And we do have two projected high-scoring games this week, although weather could be a factor in Kansas City. We'll talk about that as the week goes along. So head on over to playffwc.com. Your last chance is this week to get in for that contest. It's not too late. You can still win uh, some money and the prize to Hawaii. Final game of the weekend, the Saints beat the Eagles 20-14, to and it did not start off well. I mean, the Eagles jumped out to a 14-0 lead, and, you know, we talked about Ted Ginn on this show for DFS. I had him. I had a prop bet where he would score a touchdown, and Breeze threw a pass. He had Ginn open. But he threw it short, and he was picked off. If he did get it to Ginn, he might have found the end zone. So uh, it it was frustrating there as uh, Cravon LeBlanc made the interception uh, with the intent to go to Ted Ginn. And uh, Ginn, you could see Breeze was trying to get him the ball early on. He had seven targets, three for 44, and if he makes that completion – uh, his day is different. So, unfortunately, I mean, he was okay. He didn't crush you because he was cheap, but uh, was hoping for a better day for him. Drew Brees, 301 and two touchdowns in this one. Alvin Kamara had a touchdown taken away. It was on a pass from Taysom Hill. 
But uh, Kamara is 16 for 71 on the ground, 4 for 35 through the air. So not a big game. You know, you expected maybe more in the passing game. The Eagles have shown a little bit of a vulnerability against pass-catching running backs, and we really didn't see it. But Michael Thomas was the guy you had to have this weekend, and uh, he was someone that I did have in my lineup. He just went crazy. And, you know, the Eagles secondary, a lot of backups, and, you know, it took uh, basically a half for the Bears to exploit it last week. Uh, the Saints made sure they took advantage. Thomas was unbelievable. 12 receptions, 171 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He just tore it up. That was pretty much it. You know, Keith Kirkwood did get in the end zone, but it was pretty much all Michael Thomas in the past game on that side. Nick Foles uh, didn't have a, a great game, although one of the interceptions was not his fault. Uh, it went through the hands of Alshon Jeffrey on that final drive, and Jeffrey was very accountable, uh, blamed himself for the loss. And I don't think it was his fault. You know, if he makes the play, it doesn't guarantee that the Eagles win. It gives them a way better chance, obviously, as they were driving. But Alshon answered all the questions, stood up, and, and took the blame. But it's not like he dropped a touchdown in the end zone. I think that's what people need to remember. But uh, kudos to him for taking uh, accountability, answering the questions. Uh, and he had a good year. You know, I was not a big fan coming him into the year. But he had a really good year. He looked good. He made some good plays. It was just an unfortunate drop at a bad time for him. So we'll see what happens with Nick Foles going forward. Obviously, it seems like he'll be on another team, and they'll go with Carson Wentz. But Foles, one touchdown, two picks, 201 passing yards in this one. Eagles, again, having trouble running the ball and just, just not a big game. You know, Jordan Matthews had that touchdown early in the game for 37 yards, but, you know, Alshon 5 for 63, Ertz 5 for 50, and Darren Sproles, who I thought would be a little bit more involved in the offensive game, against his former team, indoors on the turf. Wasn't a big game for him. Three carries for four yards in this one and only three receptions for 21 yards. So I'm happy that this Eagles ride has come to an end. I was like, no, please don't tell me they're going to go to the NFC Championship again. But the Saints do prevail. But they weren't very impressive. You know, I mean, look, they got the win. They didn't play great. They did come back. Big fourth uh, fake on fourth down when they were going upon Taysom Hill got the first down. That was big, but uh, now it sets up uh, the top seeds playing in the championship games next week as we have the Saints hosting the Rams and the Chiefs hosting the Patriots. So hopefully we get some good football because I didn't think this weekend was great. You know, the games were not that competitive. It wasn't very intriguing, and uh, it's a rematch next week of uh, the games we did see in the regular season with the Saints winning uh the first matchup and the Patriots beating the Chiefs by three. So hopefully we get two good games this weekend. In the meantime, you can check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. My article is up. Looking at Jesus Aguiar, was the breakout for real? Dr. Roto's prescription notes from the divisional round and, of course, the team profiles for MLB from Sean Childs. Of course, scoutdfs.com as well. We got you covered. NBA, NFL, and NHL, including optimizers. That wraps it up. I'll be back Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.